You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the First in Ten podcast right here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network. Your host, Dave Sturcio, and of course, my paisan, Tony Catalina, Aiden Davis, enjoying the tall Cowboy Ritas over there in AT&T Stadium. Or no, what did he say? Miller Lite? He said Miller Lite, right? Miller Lite, yeah. He's, he's a Miller Lite guy. So he's enjoying this one in person. Probably one of the better games to be at as the Cowboys throttle the, the Indianapolis Colts 54-19 to now Tony, obviously, there's a lot to dissect. There's a lot going into this game, and obviously, we're both rolling right now. Um, But, man, do do they just have to make things interesting for a little while for you to just keep watching? Do they do that for NBC? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That why do you think they get so many good ratings? Because of things right. just like that. <laughs> it's incredible, man. So anyway, Cowboys get a big win. Um, again, just a, a summary, a recap, real quick. It did start off uh, a little tough sledding, but if if this is tough sledding and they throw up fifty four points in a professional football game, um, all signs point to this Dallas Cowboys team being an absolute problem, um, and and a hard out, you know, in the playoffs. Because look. The Cowboys are now nine and three. Unfortunately, the Eagles took care of business today and they're still, you know, rolling along as an 11 and one team. The Giants and the Redskins uh, kissed each other's sisters on that one. They decided to tie, which is hilarious. Um, You know, shout out to the Giants not being able to put that one away. Um, So that kind of takes them out of the conversation for any kind of any inkling of uh, of a division race whatsoever. But it's interesting now that Seattle won. The Washington Commanders are now on the on the outs looking in so the playoffs picture the playoff picture has taken a little shape but i'll throw it to you tony your takeaways from this game and i'm not just talking about the cowboys taking the ball away because boy that happened a whole hell of a lot tonight but overall you know just your your thoughts from start to finish yeah from you know from start it is one of those things where you know we've said it before you could run the tape back and older first and ten podcasts where you know, this team is showing us to to do this, right? Inferior team, keep them around. Um, you know, and this is kind of what we saw a little bit early on here. But uh, I think ultimately we saw 33 points in the fourth quarter. That's the difference between this 2022 Cowboys team and the rest of the teams that we've seen over the last two decades or so is, you know, they're able to put teams away. And, you know, there's been games and there's been times in years and years past where you're like, all right, they're um, – they're going to struggle here and this is going to be a game where they might lose at the end or they might kick it and we're end up like wiping the brow off our, you know, the sweat off our brow here. But this team finds a way to like, you know, okay, let's stop playing with our food. You know, it may take three quarters. It may take two and a half quarters, but uh, this team, when you put up 33 points, you score 54 points. And, uh, and again, that's 21 to 19. And you know, at the beginning of the fourth quarter and that changes like that, like there's something to be said about a team that can do something like that. And obviously, you know, C.D. Lamb is coming into his own and, and and Michael Gallup catches another two touchdowns and Zeke gets the extracurriculars, which, by the way, 
the Zeke in a box uh, little celebration there. They're trying to one up the tight ends. I did put a poll out <laughs> on my Twitter and quite a quite a big response for the whack-a-mole is still hold true as the better celebration. So shout out to the tight end room. But um, just uh, again, it, there was times where the offense was sputtering out a little bit. Bad, dra- uh, bad drives. I mean, look, I'll ask you, you know, we're, we're as critical as they come when it comes to the play of Dak Prescott, you know, a couple bad throws in this game as well. And I'm not about to try to pour cold water over a 54 to 19 beatdown, but I will say, you know, it's something to just keep your eye on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Dak Prescott had about three or four throws that you obviously wish he doesn't make, and he'd probably want back and he'd tell you that. But um, I think that what they're doing, Kellen Moore already said it, Dak Prescott already said it, in order to to get the chances and the opportunities that they have in front of them now, they still have to stay aggressive, right? They still have to show that they're going to be able to push the ball downfield. It may come at, at certain times where you head scratching, but they're doing this, you know, we look at, you look at this football game, like a boxing match, right? You're setting up with punches early. You're kind of coming back with some counters and, and that's kind of what they're doing. Like they lean on people a little bit with the running game, but they'd be able to hit, you know, CD lamb with some things and Dalton Schultz down the seam uh, the Cowboys have a good recipe. It's not always going to look pretty like we see tonight, but you know, the end results, you know, what do they say? You don't, you don't really like to see how the sausage is made sometimes, but you know, it's pretty good at the end of it. So <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, Dak definitely had one drive where I think Gilmore dropped one and then it was a bad overthrow to, to CeeDee Lamb and then ultimately the next throw is the interception. So it was like a bad, just a bad mix on, on that drive alone. But overall, Dak Prescott has himself a nice day. Um, Tony Pollard is showing that he's still a grown man. You know what I mean? Like, it's a great problem to have when you have guys like that. I was a little, I, I'm curious to know your thoughts about it because I was asking some questions early on on my Twitter you know, what was the with the fact that Tony Pollard took the first two series? What was that all about? I'm glad you said that, because as we're recording this, uh, Jerry Jones spoke to the media and he said that it was disciplinary. So Ezekiel Elliott did something wrong this week and they had they sat him for the first six plays. Yep, it was all disciplinary. Oh, oh, oh OK. And then he jumps in the kettle tonight and he's going to get fined. So it's like, <laughs> keep up with that disciplinary action. That's interesting to me, but it's interesting. You know what, though? It's it's. It's really, uh, to me, as bad as it sounds, meaning like, all right, maybe he was late to practice or, you know, overslept or something like that to that. I'm sure it was something like that. Um, but it shows you that no matter how big the star is on your helmet, you know, it's, you know, everybody's got the same star. You know what I mean? So it's good to treat him like that. First game he's ever played in for the Cowboys, he didn't start. So, I mean, that means something that, you know, they did something. They took something from him. They'll never be able to replace. So, I mean, you hopefully he learns from that. Yeah, and like I said, I think that the crowd was chanting Zeke at the end of the game where they wanted him to get involved, and, and he did just that. But again, Tony Pollard, he's just something special, man. Every time he gets the ball in his hands, he's making plays, and you know another big, big night out of him as far as his average is concerned. Every time he touched the ball, even when he was running off tackle and it didn't look like it was that promising, you know he would just cut up the field. But can we also talk about the fact that the Cowboys are blocking really well down the field? Like They are really, really putting a hat on a hat, and you know, whether they want to do this little rotation thing, I'm not really, I'm not too thrilled about that when they bring in Jason Peters and they do the shuffle, like, has it worked? Sure. But like, again, you want the continuity. And now with Tyron Smith coming back with, with the practice this week, you know, it's interesting to see, like, do they give him one of those situations where, you know, it's almost like the Dak thing where like, where Dak was coming back in a very good situation, playing the bears and the lions, right? Now you got the Texans coming in next week. Would that be a good spot for a Tyron Smith to get right back out there? I don't think so. I think he's probably a couple more weeks away. But, um, yeah, it's just, again, 
overall putting a bow on this game it's just we can give game balls out but i don't think there's enough game balls to go around there's, there's just everybody really really stepped up now the report i'm getting now again not trying to damper anybody's mood but this is something you have to look forward to now uh for this week in practice the report is what i hear is being potentially a torn achilles out of anthony brown so that is a big big deal but i'll be this i'll be the first one to say i i don't like anthony brown i don't think he's any good but what you're gonna see is you're gonna see the depth that's tested now again tony i i say this a million times like all right stop apologizing for anthony brown but now i'm just gonna be like he's one of those players who're like well you're gonna miss him a little bit you know in, in, in key situations because again he's he's been a lifer for the cowboys for a couple years now and um, I mean, look, Deron Bland stepped up tonight big time on that defense. But do you find yourself losing sleep a little bit, knowing that it might be the Kelvin Joseph show on the outside? It, it does make me nervous, right? Because if you look at Anthony Brown and his body of work in 2021, analytically speaking, he was a top 10 cover corner, um, you know, man press, all those things. This year, he's definitely taking a step back in the man category. He's struggling. He's not finding the ball well. But in zone ways, he's still a top-tier corner when it came to zone play. So, obviously, you take your wins and your losses with that. So, to, to, to lose somebody like that for the season, right? Achilles is a big deal. It's, you know, he's going to be gone, you know, for the remainder of the year for sure. Um now you get a little thinner. It's Calvin Joseph outside who is shown to have some knucklehead tendencies. Um, you know, he's, he's a little less disciplined. He came in. I mean, it was people out there that didn't even know Anthony Brown was out until they saw Calvin Joseph give up the touchdown. Right, so, right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm less worried about Deron Bland because Deron Bland, I think, and the Cowboys know and we all know he's the nickel corner for the future. Right. I think. Um, where it's going to be is it's time for it's not cut in time for Kelvin Joseph. This team has a lot of aspirations. I would hate to see cube uh, cornerback two be the reason why this team is uh, not as successful as they want to be. But also, if you look at what they have down the pipeline, they got Kendall Joseph on practice squad. I think he's going to get his first real shots to kind of come in here because they're super thin, man. I mean, it's Nashawn Wright and then it's CJ Goodwin, who's not even really a cornerback, yeah, you know, so corner at this point. so. They're going to bring somebody in. I think Kendall Joseph uh, Je uh, Sheffield gets brought up. So there's some questions to be answered, and it's not a great situation. As much as, you know, there's a, definitely some contention about Anthony Brown and his play, the Cowboys are going to have to figure some things out here and pretty quickly. I mean, if they score 54 points a game, maybe we won't have to. We'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> That's the obvious. Um, all right. So, again, you, you got to. It's a it, when you're in a situation like this and you're still chasing Philly and you're still one of the better, more dominant teams, in the NFC, you got to look ahead. You can't just sit there and and, you know, we can we can love this one. We're going to talk a lot about this one uh, today, tomorrow, probably on the roundtable. We're going to we're going to feel ourselves for a couple of days. And I think that's a good idea. Um, but right here come the Texans who literally can't get out of their own way. But before we get there, we have a like a big time meeting tomorrow night and, and it has to be addressed because or tomorrow day or as you're listening to this maybe their meetings already happening i don't know um but obviously odell beckham jr has made his rounds he's already visited the giants he's visited buffalo bills the cowboys are last on his list um do you find yourself a little concerned the fact that like yeah these visits are happening but it's not like he's going out there in shorts and running routes and showing his ability i don't think that's happening no he's not i think um He's found himself in a leverage type situation where um, it's take me as I am, right? And you're gonna and you're gonna have to trust me and trust what uh, my bodies look like. I know there's gonna be medicals, but you're right. It's, he's not gonna go out there and run routes. He doesn't need to. When you get the Giants, Bills, Chiefs, Cowboys, everybody wants you. You, you hold the cards. So now he's in a situation where it's it's woo me time. 
he's you know they're taking him to a Mavericks game. I know the Cowboys. That's part of the pitch. They're gonna take him to the Mavs game on Monday night. He'll be there tomorrow. And um, you know, as we record this, so you're listening. This it's Monday, so uh, he'll he's there, and this is important. I mean, OBJ Monday. I, I think this team has proven that this is a championship caliber team. And if you believe in the one more piece, if you believe in that this team can go over the top, OBJ may be that guy. Do you feel that way? I do. I do because I mean, look at Noah Brown. I mean, that's really who he's replacing. I know he's going to cut into Noah Brown's touches. Gallup seems to be rounding back into form. CD Lamb is a bona fide wide receiver one now. I think that's official. If you have another third wide receiver out wide that can make and, and change a defense and the way they look at it, you, you got to take a chance. I mean, how many opportunities in December are you going to have a chance to bring in an all pro left tackle and an all pro wide receiver? So uh, I think you got to make the move. It's like a trade deadline almost happening, like right in the middle of of almost Christmas. You know, what right, I mean? like right. You're, you're acquiring a potential to acquire two players, and and one of the a guy that could potentially be moonwalking his big ass into Canton. That's Ty, Tyron mm-hmm. Smith, and then you got uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, I'm in that same camp. I'm, you know, I watched your roundtable last week on blogging the boys, and that's why I'm joining this week. It's time to restore some law and order over there. I got to get back on that thing and. I didn't understand the the no BJ or no OBJ stuff coming from a couple of the guys. I, I just think this it makes you it makes the defense just guess a little bit more instead of lining up. Like as soon as I'm telling you, as soon as I see Noah Brown out there, I think immediately like this is nine times out of ten it might be a running play. You know what I'm saying? Like that third wide receiver set is not a vertical threat. It is not something that the defense has to prepare for. So you put and Odell Beckham Jr. around there, inside, outside, wherever you decide to line them up, it at least makes the defensive coordinator just a little skeptical and like, all right, maybe we can, you know, pinch in or I'll give safety help over the top over here, but not over here. It's just going to open up a lot more stuff, including the running game. So I think that adding a Beckham would be a big, big deal for the Cowboys. And I think it just has to be at the right price. Now, what's the right price? All signs are showing that, you know, they have about $7 million left, right? If you throw guys on season-ending IR, I believe – you get that back a little bit. I don't know about the, the the full amount, but you might get something out of Anthony Brown. You might get something out of – I don't know how much they saved by cutting um, – uh, what's this guy last week? Um, defensive end. Uh, oh. Drawing a blank here. But um, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, Terrell, Terrell Basham. Basham. Terrell mm-hmm. Basham. Yeah, so we cut him, waved him, however you want to term it. Um, but, again, the money this year, I'm not really worried about. I just don't want you to hamstring us in a couple years and you got to assume that an Odell Beckham coming off injury is going to be very incentive based like all right buddy we're going to pay you as much as you play and if you start catching some touchdowns we'll pay you some more you know what I mean you can't just go out there and guarantee him a massive hefty salary because that just it doesn't make any sense to me to do that but again I'm I'm in lockstep with you I think Beckham on this Cowboys team is that piece um how are we going to weather the storm in the cornerback department I don't know but if again, if you're averaging right now, they're going into tonight, they were averaging 33 and change uh, per game since Dak's return. Now with a 50 burger on that, 54 points, you got to assume that number moves up to about 36, you know, 37. So the offense is there. They sputtered out at moments. But if you're scoring 54 on a bad offensive night, if you, I'm not even saying bad offensive night, but there was there was drives where I'm like, Jesus Christ, where the hell are they? You know, like what what happened on that? Um, but I will look at this team and I'm like, dude, you add a Beckham and they become just dangerous, dangerous. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's it. I mean, it, we the the fact that you can have a caliber of that player, right? Whatever it looks like early on this season, right? And you you touched on it. He's going to want a multi-year deal. He wants a little bit of stability. He wants somewhere to make a home. That's fine. A three-year deal doesn't have to be like you're throwing boatloads of money at him. Like you said, it can be incentive-based, touchdown-based, all these things that he can do to earn more money. And it's good for the Cowboys. You can kind of play funny money on the contracts here. But as far as, far as this offense goes... Adding talent to it, I don't care who says no to it, adding talent to this team will not hurt this team. I don't think that we have to worry about the psyche. I don't think we have to worry about the um, the, the the way this locker room would handle the presence like that. I think he's more matured. I think guys in that locker room will handle that perfectly fine. And, and honestly, we mentioned it again last week, and I'll say it again. OBJ's teammates love him, right? All that nonsense is media fodder. It's 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 people like us talking about OBJ's attitude and what we see on camera. The guys love him. I mean, so it's like bring him in. You add the talent, even if he's not the OBJ of old. If he's eighty percent or seventy five percent OBJ, he's got to be better than Noah Brown. And that's kind of what I've always tried to say. This is all about upgrade that third wide receiver, and this is a no brainer. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Like, it's not every day you see and hear a team openly saying we want this guy. You know what I mean? So right. it, you just don't see that a lot. Um, and I think that it's it's pretty apparent. All The entire team wants him. Jerry wants him. They're going to wine and dine him t- tomorrow. And maybe he doesn't leave Dallas at all, you know, without a contract. So we'll see how that plays out. Now, the Cowboys are coming up to um, a, another game that again, on the schedule, on paper, I don't even want to know this. Do you know the spread by any chance to start this? I mean, it can't be good. Uh, I know. I, I, I don't know it officially yet. Because, I, mean, be like, I, I mean, I'll look at the futures here, but like, just to, out of curiosity, because again, you know, they were 11 point favorites over a five and seven team or a four and seven and one team. So now as I log into my little thingy here, just to try to see if I can pull it up, um, of course, authentic. Yeah, of course, put in your code all of a sudden. I haven't had to do that all day. Um, so anyway, so NFL is there. That's the games. Um, week 13. I'm not seeing anything yet. But in any event, it's it, it can't be good. Um, like I said, I, I'm, I'm like falling off here just trying to find it. But I don't know if this is accurate, but I see something that says minus 14. That's all right, so that's- two touchdowns. I mean, that could be very that could be very accurate, to be honest with you. I mean, look, so. Here it is. I got. I found it. So, uh, ready for this? Sixteen and a half. Wow. Seeing so, that's a little disrespectful, obviously, to an <laughs> NFL team. Um, they're plus nine eighty on the money line. So, if you want to go pay your mortgage off, go bet on the Texans. But <laughs> what I, what I will say is this: the Texans don't really poise a problem in any department, really. But like, how are your how are your mentals heading into this game? I mean, look, 
we all know what's on the docket after that. It's Jacksonville. And then before you know, it's Christmas Eve and the, and the Eagles are right in front of your face. Right. So like, you just got to, you got to be weary of that. But when you look at the Texans right now, as, as the, the week will kick off tomorrow, a uh, little Texans week coverage starts on blogging the boys, but like, is there anything on that team? That's just like, watch yourself. Like you can't always start slow. Right. <laughs> Well, that's my thing, right? It's honestly, I think it's where I come from is a, a healthy amount of respect about these players in the NFL as a whole. Yes, everything tells you the Cowboys should bludgeon this football team, right? But then a part of me says, well, we're we're only up two to the Colts in the fourth quarter and we didn't really play well and we have a history of playing down to our opponent. And, and hey, man, Damian Pierce can play a little bit. And, hey, uh, Brandon Cooks can play a little bit. So, you know, for me, it's there's guys there that I can talk myself into feeling a little nervous about it. But then when you look at it clearly and you kind of think about it pragmat- you know, pragmatically, this Cowboys team should steamroll them, and if there's anything other than that, it's a disappointment. I mean, that's just a flat-out period. We're in a we're in a stretch here with the Colts, Texans, and um, Jacksonville, where the Cowboys need to make sure they handle business, and that's just the bottom line. If they don't go three and zero, it's a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's no style points in the NFL, but there's at least like put you on notice points. You know what I'm saying? Like right. we went out there, and if we would have wanted to beat the Colts. Let's just say they get one touchdown the remainder of the game. We go out there and beat the Colts 27-19. You're not looking at that like you're looking at that like, well, what the hell, man? Like, what you happened? don't love it. You don't, you don't love it. Or you don't love it at all. And I, you know, you look at this game now and you're like, all right, we beat the crap out of that team. So what are we going to do? The Texans. How about 60? How about we hang yeah. six? Right. But you know what? It ain't all about that because a win is a win in the NFL. And, you know, again, a lot of these teams out there are are testaments to that, that no matter how they get it done a la Philly and I'm, I bring up Philly because look you know for a little while they were struggling with the Jaguars they beat the Colts by one you know what I mean so the, you know they they I keep saying they could be had but then they go out and spark the Titans and I'm telling you the Titans are just I don't know when they have to go to the the, the air when they trail it's just they're not a good team they just they don't have a receiver and oh, oh by the way they used to and they decided to trade him over to Philly so next week all of a sudden, the Dallas Cowboys become massive New York football Giants fans. Do you think the Giants can take down Philly? I believe that first game, I know they have to meet twice before this year's over, and I'm pretty sure next week is in New York. Yeah, I, the Giants, the, the wheels have fallen off on this one, man. What are Seems they? like it. Oh, two and one in the last three games. So it's, it's, rough, yeah. it's, it's a little bit of a spin out here, but Hey, we saw him lost to the commanders, right? You know, so that's, and to the thing is, like you mentioned that the Eagles are a beatable football team just because they're winning games. Doesn't mean they haven't been had. They could be had. Right. So, um, yes, I think the giants could help us out. Uh, is it, is it going to be tough? Of course it's gonna be tough, but l- allow me to say, I'm, I'm just worried about where the Cowboys are, right? Where their feet are. The Eagles situation is going to be what it is. If the Cowboys have to go out there and be the five seed so be it they'll handle business they'll go out there and do what they got to do the one seed would be outstanding having a bye would be great but you know what i'm i'm racking myself and pulling my hair out over eagle schedule more than i am the cowboys schedule at this point do you find yourself you know again the cowboys are nine and three so if you just on the surface if i were to just walk up to you and be like yeah hey man by the way the cowboys are nine and three you're like oh man they must be in first right and then they're not (laughs) <laughs> do you have any any aspirations that we can kind of win this division right now like I, I i know the eagles got to trip up once before christmas eve or even after that which i don't think they will but um heading in the, you know the eagles again i i can't say it enough that this team you know as, as much as they click on all cylinders and aj brown is literally catching balls with no space whatsoever i mean that one he caught today uh, it was just ridiculous but like 
the team is playing good. They're firing on all cylinders. But do you think the Cowboys have this chance, this this slight outside chance that come Christmas Eve, that game could be for the division? I, you know what? For me, I'd feel a lot better. And I think, you know, seeing the Eagles be cut, so to speak, for a lack of a better term, in the next two weeks would make me feel a lot better about it. If they go into that undefeated, even if we handle our business, that Christmas Eve game, to me personally, loses a little bit of its allure, right? I, I don't if they're going into that game with one loss, it's, it's, it's going to be different. It's going to be difficult because then we're going into a thing where there's two games left. You got to have them lose one of them. You got to make sure that you're handling your business. So it's, um, if, if any ground is going to be made, I think it's going to be in the next two weeks before that Christmas Eve matchup. All right. Well, what about the fact that now, you know, if the division's out of sight, right. And it's like, again, if the Eagles just run the table and they do what they're doing, um, it all signs point to the Dallas Cowboys being the five seed, which again is fine. Um, but now you run into that situation where it's either going to be playoff Tom Brady or it's going to be maybe Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks, the winner of the West, because now we watched the, the 49ers season kind of not go up in smoke, but man, oh man, we know that we feeling all too it. well. We know we that call it. all too well. What I, we could call it. I think you know, Brock Purdy, whoever they can find on the street, the 49ers, Six hours ago, were a legitimate threat. Now they are absolutely done, and I'm not. I'm not afraid to say that. I picked them as my potential Super Bowl team the other day. You know what I mean? So I was just like, if the Niners keep doing what they're doing, like who's going to stop them? Like they have so many weapons over there, and they still do. And and I'm not saying Jimmy G was like this this all world quarterback. He was just doing enough to right. get the games done and won. And I don't know if Brock Purdy could do that. I know he came in. I think he threw the ball like three times. So it's not yeah. like he was relied on. Uh, and the Dolphins just, I don't know, they couldn't figure it out. But now I'm looking at this NFC, man, and every week something else happens where I'm like, yo, wait, why not us, right? Like, why right. not this year? If any year, what you're looking at right now, if you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles as the team to beat. You know, you've already taken care of Minnesota, and nobody believes in Minnesota, not even today. They almost lost to the Jets. And, I, again, we beat them already, so I'm not even worried about that in that regard. But – I don't know, man. No other team. Like, are you really? Is anybody going to sell me on the under 500 Buccaneers right now? You know what I mean? I'm not. You know, I I said it. I think I tweeted it out that Jimmy Garoppolo injury changed the landscape of the NFC playoffs because the 49ers may make the playoffs and that's totally fine. But anybody going to see a Brock Purdy led 49ers team is going to feel real good about their chances. You're sitting here saying it's the Eagles who you can't deny. Right. with one loss the Cowboys and the Vikings outside of that. I think anything else would be a legitimate surprise. If anybody else was to represent the conference other than those three teams at this time, it's crazy. You don't want to get too ahead of yourself, but then, you know, you, every time that, you know, again, if anybody follows me on Twitter, who listens to this podcast, they probably are like Dave's insane. And I don't really understand. Cause I do get, I hold this team to a very high standard in certain regards. Like if you're going to, you know, if you're going to dictate or you're going to put this kind of team on the field, you got to see results and you got to see them, you know, a lot more than what, what the Cowboys have presented. And then all of a sudden, you know, I eat my own words where I'm like, man, I feel like crap at halftime. I mean, I feel I feel terrible. And I responded to the blocking the boys tweet. Right. And I'm like, I don't feel good at all. And anybody who says they feel good right now are lying to you, like straight up lying, because there was times in that game in the first half where I'm just like, all right, what, what are we going to do next? You know, like what, what's what's going to happen? And then again, they they turned it on, they, they hit another gear, and then they didn't look back. But again, it I, I, you'd be a fool to get nuts 
about the Cowboys based on their history, but it's very hard not to at this point, Tony, with, with the fact that you're thinking to yourself like, all right, we beat the Vikings and the Eagles beat us, but we had Cooper Rush and it was in Philly. You know what I mean? So now all of a sudden you're getting back home on Christmas Eve in, I guess you can quote, you know, air quote primetime. I think it's a 425 start or whatever. So it's not like it's going to be Fox game of the week. So it's going to have that, you know, that vehicle, um, I think. Um, but again, I don't know, man. I'm I'm starting to feel like this weird, like, hey, no matter how hard it gets or no matter how down you feel, that the 2022 Dallas Cowboys are going to answer the bell. Yeah, it, it, you know what? Like we said it, and I'll say it again. We've seen this recipe before with this team. You know, letting these lesser teams stick around. The difference is how those games end would be almost honestly a coin toss sometimes, right? Like they'd either come out on top and we'd sweat it out, or you know they'd lose and we end up asking ourselves how the hell did they do that? This year they're playing with their food, but they figure it out much quicker. And I think that's a testament to this defense. I think it's a testament to to you know Dak Prescott and this offense. There's comfortability here, and they're kind of just knocking down preconceived notions and narratives that I have built in from years of trauma. I know the same trauma that you have. Mm. Like when somebody's like, "Oh, what's going to happen in this Colts game? We should we should kill them." And I'm like, "We should, right?" But like, <laughs> well, you know, will we? Like, I I mean, I think history tells us we won't. And but. Mm saying that and then you see them drop 54 and score 33 in the fourth quarter and you're like ah this team is different the feelings that i have about this team are validated in the fact that this team could do things that i just haven't seen in the last 27 years honestly yeah um i will say this heading into this week now you know the cowboys nine and three yeah your scoreboard watching i i don't even know when philly and, and new york play i think dallas is a one o'clock start in the east um so they might play simultaneously i don't know but if not clearly like I'm just looking at this Texans game like this. What you just saw the Cowboys do in the fourth quarter of this game, you know that the Cowboys, or at least their mentality, typically, normally, you would say like, oh, they're going to look forward. They're going to look past. They're going to. But I stop thinking like that when I see Micah Parsons is in a game and we're up by 30 plus. You know what I mean? These guys don't want to come off the field. They want to get their flowers. They want to go play great. And I think if the Cowboys can just go out there, and again, I'm not asking for 50 plus a week i'm not if it happens great but if the cowboys can go out and beat the texans soundly like 24 to 7 24 10 30 to 16 i don't give a crap i just i just want it to be from start to finish don't give me this like play with your food like you guys said and i i guess that term has been <laughs> that phrase has been thrown around a lot on twitter today so i'm just like wow where did this come from um but anyway so but that's what they've been doing right they're just like kind of batting at it like if you're like a, an animal you're just like batting at this this dead animal and you're just about to eat it but then you're like eh, well, let's see what the other side looks like you know what right. I mean? it's like no man just go for the jugular right off the rip and i think the cowboys have the capability to do that and next week could be a very very good indication if the cowboys go out there and beat the brakes off the houston texans which they should i will feel a hell of a lot better going into those final weeks of the season and I'm telling you right now, and I and I put this out there, Philadelphia, I understand they're going against the Giants, division rival. That one's going to be gritty. I think that one's going to be a little tougher than they think. I don't even know who Philly has after that. I'm assuming it's just another cakewalk, but I, I don't know off the top of my head. Um, but I will say this. If the Cowboys go out there back-to-back -back weeks and put up some serious numbers, and this time they put together a whole game, 
If I'm the Philadelphia Eagles, I am sleeping with one eye open, man. I'm telling you right now, they are not, they can't sit there at 11 and one and probably 12 and one and maybe 13 and one. Even if that game, you said it before, that it might lose its luster or it lose its uh, appeal to get that division title, the Cowboys have to prove to themselves that they could beat Philly because if they find them in the playoffs, which all signs point to, they might. Because if you think about it like this, if it goes chalk and the Eagles are the one seed, right? And it goes chalk and the two seed wins and the three seed wins. And then the five seed Cowboys win. Guess guess who the Cowboys got to go play in round two? I love it. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. You know what Let's I mean? So, so they have to go out there for the rest of the season, regardless if they win the division or not. Go out there, beat up on the bad teams, keep playing the football they're playing right now, play to the strengths, crush their weaknesses, do all that stuff. I know it sounds like a, like a you know, of course, Dave, you know, you're not speaking, you're not reinventing the wheel. But I'm saying, like, if this Cowboys team wants to get the, the fan base, which I believe they're already excited. I think everybody's kind of getting hyped right now around Christmas time where they're just like, holy crap, we got ourselves a, a contender. But, like, if they just beat the crap out of bad teams, that's when you know you have a good team. Right. If, you have, if you struggle against bad teams, that's when you know that, like, that means when you play that good team, it's going to be even more tough sledding. Yeah, and, uh, you know, how you handle bad competition is is more of, like, a telling sign about the, the staff and the culture you have there, right? Because, um, and that's what I've been nervous about. That's what we've seen. Jason Garrett era, we've seen these teams go out there and just play down to their opponent, even a little bit today and a little bit last week. It's like, why are you acting this way? Like, like you know you're a better team. Like, why, why like, take the chances? It's almost like that cockiness, which is, you know, you could use that. You could channel that for when you need it. But at the same time, Let's get up 20. You know, you know what I mean? Let's put some drives together. Let's let's get some three and outs on defense. Like whatever it takes to earn that, you know, to the point where you see Dak Prescott laughing on the sideline. Let's get to that point first, right? You know what I mean? I don't want to do that in the first quarter where it's like Dak Stone heat checks because he's like, ah, we'll we'll be fine. Like, yeah. no, let's get let's get there. You know, let's yeah. earn that. And I think they are changing the narrative. Like when you go out there and you handle the Giants like you did in the second half and you find a way to win this game by 33 points or whatever, or score 33 points in the fourth quarter, you kind of change that. And I think they've earned the benefit of the doubt a little bit, but like you'd like to see a four quarter complete game like they did in Minnesota. Yeah, and shout out to a uh, good old friend of a uh, friend of the Cowboys, Jason Garrett, who said that the Cowboys would win by 40 tonight. And I know you're saying that tongue in cheek and just laughing to have a good time about it. But uh, how are we doing, guys? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's what it feels like right now. So hey. anyway, a big game ahead. I know you can't sleep on any team in the NFL because any given Sunday, anything could happen. We'll obviously monitor a lot of the injuries. Goodwin will probably miss a couple days of practice, even though he came back into the game. Anthony Brown looks like that could be season ending. So we're going to find out how many moves, corresponding moves the Dallas Cowboys make, whether, you know, messing around with the IR or whatever the case may be, you know, another solid game out of pretty much every member of that defense outside of an Anthony Brown getting hurt. And Calvin Joseph, again, you know, he made a play at the end of the game. I was like, Hey, Hey, there it is. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, good job, Calvin. You know, just keep that up. Uh, but and then, of course, we got Beckham in the office in the at the star tomorrow and in the city of Dallas. So we'll see how that goes, man. But again, I'm going to assume you're going to pick the Cowboys to win this game coming up forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pick the Texans. I mean, them to beat the Texans, excuse me. But because that's not a throwaway, what's crazy to say is as you listen to this Monday, everything says OBJ is going to make a decision midweek. So by Wednesday. You know, by Tuesday afternoon, Thursday, whatever, 
there could be an OBJ on the Dallas Cowboys. That's a crazy thing to think about. I don't think we'd ever think about that in our entire, you know, his career. So um, this could be a pivotal moment in the Cowboys season. And, you know, we'll see what happens. And by Christmas Eve, you might have Tyron Smith out there and you might have OBJ out there. It's, it's, it's crazy. Pretty insane if you think about it. So hold your breath, Cowboys fans. We'll see what happens. If you like what you're hearing right now, please give us a rating on the old iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff and subscribe and make sure you tune in this week to the Blogging the Boys um, YouTube channel on Tuesday, the Roundtable. I know we like to have a lot of fun over there. Uh, it's been a while since I've been on that bad boy, so I'm going to come back with uh, Gunslinging. So for Dave Sergio, Tony Catalina, and of course our friend Aiden Davis, who right now hopefully is about 54 deep uh, in <laughs> brew consumption and celebrate this win. Celebrate Victory Monday, everybody. And we'll see you guys back here on Monday next week.